0: If there's an idea that I have, I'm going to use every resource and everything that I have in my power, um, people around me, um, knowledge that's easily accessible to try to then pull off that vision. When you're talking about designing stuff, when you're talking about photographing stuff, videoing stuff, topography, all these different things, I genuinely have a passion for all of that. So I kind of spread myself thin in a lot of areas, but I've been able to fine tune that to really... Try to tell the best story that be just one person can. Uh, I
1: got sell, just be my clientele. Don't miss your chance, baby. It's jumping up the scale. I'm just a daydreamer. Got what you mean, you will
2: I ain't gonna charge a floor. Just come and get some.
1: Welcome See, back, everybody, try to try try the Thieves to of Nashville try. Try. podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Mercurio. To my right, Mr. Zach Jones.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And to his right, Deshaun Orvitz.
0: Yep, that's right. What's up?
1: Uh, like we always say, brag a little. Give us some broad strokes.
0: I guess, can you say natives? I'm not I'm not from here. Um, I've been here for six years. Uh, I am a creative and visual artist here in town. Uh, also the art director over at a uh, Rooted. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm all over the place. I try to be all over the place, so... Man, I moved down here from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um when I was like ten. Um I so. can tell you're from
1: Pittsburgh because you say Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the thing. So from Knoxville, I um went to Middle Tennessee State University. I um went there for audio. Uh double majored in audio and music business. My senior year in school I wanted to intern um at a studio or a few studios, just get an internship in general. So I knew my senior year that I was gonna move to Nashville to kind of get a leg up and I thought that I would see myself in Nashville. Uh that's what brought me here. And then I ended up interning at uh two different studios in my fall and spring semester here.
2: What like what
0: changed from doing audio to now visual? Like I went to school for audio, but the crazy thing is ever since I was little and I'm just kinda like realizing this over the past three three years or so i always wanted to draw i wanted to design stuff i was got brought into music um wanting to like play instruments and different things i then for the longest time thought i was going to be an architect uh and that's what i thought i was gonna go to school for and then probably 90 percent of the stuff i do now i've just nothing i went to school for um even the technical um more scientific aspect from like an audio perspective comes into play a lot of times when I'm thinking even visually. And even though I did it, I'm not doing audio now, um by choice. Uh I definitely still highly um am thankful for the time that I had at Middle Tennessee.
2: I noticed you said like middle of college. Is that like when you
0: picked up a camera for the first time? Uh I actually I picked up a camera here and there probably before that. And it was just kind of one of those situations where I was brainstorming about. Even in school, I was trying to like start a business, and um, I was at the point right there where I was working with a few people that were in need of some visual aspects. It was graphic design, photos, um, and photo photography came. Uh, everyone seemed to need it in a, in a lot of different aspects, whether if it was for their website or whatever they were doing, or album artwork, or just. number of different reasons so people would ask like yeah we need this logo or we need this uh we also need photos do you happen to do photos and then I was like um sure yeah I do um and I kind of just that's kind of really how I started to try to figure out photography from that standpoint um but I never never had any training never um everything's been self-taught I'm very against the grain and very I don't know the word I'm looking for. Well, unorthodox. There it is. Boom. Boom. Unorthodox. I'm very, <laughs> that's the word. I'm very unorthodox, just because. And I and I, le- I actually learned this more recently because you can go to school, and certain people, and certain very, very, very talented photographers will have certain ways they're going to shoot or do certain things, and the way I shoot, it's not that way. But that's also the way that I get. The results that I get. So, no matter if you, I can be in different settings or whatever the case is. Like if I'm on a beach or if I'm in a white room or if I'm in wherever it is, um, there's going to be the obvious differences. But there's all you're going to see consistencies with trying to capture like a clean image, trying to capture capture dark shadows. Even if it's the brightest image, I can still at least from my perspective see some of the darker shadows. And a lot of that is because of the just the way that I started shooting. A lot of it's very intentional. If we're sitting down from a technical standpoint, it's actually not correct. I think where a lot of people have grown to appreciate anything visually that, you know, well, at least from a photography standpoint, um, a lot of that comes from the kind of the going against the grain.
1: We've watched your work for quite a while at Rooted and uh, the Zine Project. And you definitely, I feel like now I can kind of pick out, oh, that looks like a photo that Deshaun took. Like you have I have a style. That but, means
0: that means like that's like the biggest compliment, like no, it idea. feels that yeah. way, you know, yeah.
1: and uh but had, like Quentin Tarantino, for example mm. to have you can have a vision all you want of what you want something to look like, a final product to look like, but if you don't have the technical knowledge to get there, you might as not you might as well not have that idea,
0: and I think that's why I think that's where I become really more of a rare breed, um just because. I try to push if if there's in the same way that you're talking about Tarantino, like if there's an idea that I have, I'm going to use every resource and everything that I have in my power, um, people around me, um, knowledge that's easily accessible to try to then pull off that vision um, that I have because I just have like a large passion for a lot of different things. I've talked about this a few few different uh, times with people more recently, uh, my girlfriend, a few friends, but I don't even really consider myself to be a photographer. It just happens to be the main medium and the tool that I have to be able to express kind of the vision um, in moods that I'm trying to to pictate or uh, to tell. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, just from a just from a like because another thing is it's like I'm really f- figuring out that I'm more of a conceptual artist, particularly in my particularly in my personal work. So when you start trying to conceptually tell stories when you're talking about designing stuff, when you're talking about photographing stuff, videoing stuff, typography, all these different things. I genuinely have a passion for all of that. So I kind of spread myself thin in a lot of areas, but I've been able to fine tune that to really try to tell the best story that me, just one person can.
2: I know we've mentioned you being the art director at Rooted, you know, the work that you do there. Uh, I'm curious, like, how did that come about? How did your connection, you
0: know, with Rooted come about? Simple but crazy. So a friend of mine, Chanter Warhol, we were having coffee uh, back in 2016, fall of 2016. And um, he was like, well, man, you need to meet one of my homies or a few of my homies. Uh, they're going to open up a sneaker shop here in uh, a few months. I was like, word, word. Sounds cool. Uh, probably two weeks after that. I walk into Barista Parlor, Golden Sound, over in the Gulch, and I'm wearing a pair of Triple White Ultra Boost Adidas Ultra Boost 1.0s. I'm just standing in line, or maybe I'm waiting for my coffee at that point, and this guy walks up to me. and He's wearing the same shoes. He's like, "Oh, I like your kicks." I was like, "Oh yeah, see, so you got the Ultra Boost, whatever." I think I had some different laces of mine at the time. And then he um, mentioned that you should check out our shop. Like, we're gonna be I'm gonna be opening up a shop in a few in a few weeks or a few months. And I was like, is your name Aaron? He was like, yeah. I was like, I literally just had coffee with the chancellor and he was talking about you and a few other friends that are going to be opening up a shop. I was like, that's wild. And he gave me a card. Uh, I went in there on the first day. I popped in a few times, made a few purchases from uh, the end of July 2017. I brought about a plan uh, to do one of my personal projects, a creative zine project I did. And I had a full plan. They were on board with it. Uh, I had that project uh, showcase that there, uh, which was really successful, and probably to this day, still in this moment, uh, probably the greatest night of my life. Um, that's not being dramatic or sarcast or you know anything. That's that's I really think that just because I felt that I was able to do something that I was had tr- been trying to do for a few years. I can't I can't speak on behalf of them, but I think that was through that process and being me being able to. Uh, to execute uh, a project like that, um, was kind of like the first point of those guys being like, I think Deshaun knows what he's doing. Yeah, and then um, yeah, then in November 2017, there was a the Jeff Staple, uh, pigeon release event, and then I just showed up with my camera, not to to shoot um, not to like shoot photos for rooted, but I just somehow kind of happened to turn into the like on staff event Cameron, photographer Cameron guy yeah so <laughs> everyone was taking photos I was just taking just really basic religious really uh photos and then um a few weeks later jamie had reached out to me they couldn't bring me on full-time but they wanted me to be uh basically do some contracting work and be able to just help tell that story mm-hmm. um and so then until uh middle of last year until i got brought on full-time as art director.
2: I can understand why that was like one of the best nights of your life, you know, that, that, uh, event, I feel like it was a great turnout. And,
0: um, it's one thing when you're like, I'm a firm believer in like collaboration. And I had a lot of collaboration on that, but the vast majority of it was me. Like, this is my idea and this is my vision. And until you see this, or even after you see it, until you have a thorough conversation about what this actually is, no one else is going to understand it. So in order to like, to be able to do that and have the people that helped, um, which were big, the models, my assistant, m- my girlfriend, Madison, which is a big help like with everything. To be able to do that and be able to have conversations with people asking about, oh, what, is this photograph- what does this photo mean? Or why did you decide to do this or do that and have meaningful conversations uh, past just aesthetics um, was amazing to have people like engaged in that type of content.
1: Yeah, everyone should go look at the...
0: Yeah, the first part was street western. Street western. Yeah.
1: That's cool cuz it feels a little Nashville cuz of the western.
0: That's that's a very good point of talking about street western. Like the idea of that you can say street western, the idea was you can imagine what that is aesthetically. Uh cowboy boots and then also more of a street culture side from streetwear. I we had grills on a female just and very just street street like but the idea wasn't to just portray that visually. It was to the more important part was the sociological side of being able to have the idea of two cultures that normally wouldn't come together together. Mm-hmm. And that's that was my first point of really figuring out that I'm a conceptual artist, and that's where all of my personal work now is aiming towards. Um, and being able to have those conversations when you see a photo from Street Western or whatever, and have a conversation and a dialogue about the ideas of cultures coming together, whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, and that's why that stuff is so important for me. To me, and why that night and that project was so important to me.
1: What is the role of
0: art director? What does it mean when you're an art director? Uh, it can mean a lot of different things. Really, in a traditional sense, we're talking about the idea of really being able to literally direct the artistic, the visual I- identity of whatever it is that you're directing. So. It's, you know, there's an idea passed along. The art director is going to then uh, hire or work with uh, contributors that are going to be able to contribute to that vision. So if it's, oh, this vision's this, so we're going to get this photographer, or we're going to get this person to design or get this. Um, I'm a little bit, since with Rooted, we're a little bit, um, we're obviously very young and uh, a new new business. And I'm more of definitely a hybrid. So I, when I say art director, art direction, it is, I'm the one that I'm directing. So, uh, doing all those, those different aspects and also using, using, um, other knowledge and other skill sets that I have, um, within the digital world of social and, and, and web and different things like that, um, within that as well. Being able to tell a visual story and controlling that identity for the brand. I guess
1: whether it's like a fashion house or a construction company, I mean, really any company like that could use a art director.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't, there's, there's. if it's a fashion house, if it's a, a mom and pop store, if it's any business or anybody that's in business, and obviously you say construction company, like those are, that's an industry that normally is not, they're usually not going to have like the best visual campaigns they're not going to have that they don't really invest much into that but any business that's out there can have be able to do that and have an art director or have a creative director or be able to help in telling that visual story
2: you know a lot of what you do for rooted right now is just um you know photography or like you know the art that you're creating for their their page and their campaigns on uh, the lookbook do you see yourself designing um you know whether it be fashion or you know architecture other other areas
0: absolutely A 100% i have no well i do have plans not architecture i don't have any architecture plans i've i've been designing um on a lot of different scales if we're talking about graphically with garments um without garments um interior design different things like that the next project that i'm working on that is like the zine project times 10 um, has a lot to do with that as well. I'm um, trying to just utilize my skill sets once again and be able to tell even a bigger story. As much as I know exactly what I'm doing, I have no idea what I'm doing. So if it's like, I know like, that feeling. Yeah. So if it's like in two years or five years, like Johnson and Johnson's like, Hey, like let's make a new like bottle for this. It's like, I'd be like, Let's do it. Like, the
1: lamp you're sitting next to. Like, yeah, whatever. like, all
0: right, cool. Like, let's let's figure out how we can make a better lamp or do whatever. I definitely see design. And then, like, garments, like you were saying, and designing clothes or whatever. Um, that'll be a part of my project I'm going to be working on. Do you want to speak on that project? Any? I have won't give too many details away, but I. it's a conceptual – basically, it's a conceptual art project um, similar to the zine. Um, it's going to be – based around a lot of different mediums, uh, graphic, visual, photo, video, um, print design, uh, clothing design, uh, hopefully more interior design. It's basically going to be an art experience um, based around the idea of drawing or creating inspiration, conversation, and action um, around those mediums. Um, in order to be able to tell a bigger picture, um, and around the idea of togetherness, mm-hmm. um, so once again, you can kind of form your own ideas of what that might mean or, or where that's aiming. But trying to conceptually tell that to where I feel that, um, people and cultures and and a lot of different other things out there, um, more than ever, um, we should be coming together. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to artistically show that in a lot of different mediums, um, to kind of create that dialogue. I have always.
2: Uh, talked about collaboration and yeah. and you know the beauty in that and just yeah like you said bringing people together. I think at the end of the day that's kind of what we lack. You know that's a, a big problem with society right now is standing on opposite sides of the line pointing yeah, at each other. You know
0: absolutely, <clears throat> and that's like every garment, every piece of art that's hanging on a wall, that's in a book, that's in a video. Like everything is to try to. See the idea of togetherness coming together. Mm. Um, cause I'm, I'm right there with you. I think, yeah, more than ever we need to, to come together. Um, but even outside of the project, like the people that are going to be in that room, you know, if you haven't met this person and this person hasn't met that person or there's a younger kid or a kid from this community that's not really exposed to art or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just as much of the experience itself.
1: If you were to make a project like that about, this city right now what would to look
0: like a big white room with not much else more in it i say that because i love nashville right i love nashville but there's still so much in that growth process and everything there's so much still missing mm-hmm. there's a lot of culture missing there's a lot of ethnicities there's a lot of stories from these cultures communities um as much as there is there's just, you know, is there's still missing. And I think a lot more of that's coming. Um, I still think it has a long time. Um, it's
1: a little unsettled then.
0: Yeah. A store like rooted, like, you know, that's that's part of that journey. Um it's not that that was just non existent. Like you, nonexistent. Could, you
1: couldn't even think of that happening.
0: Yeah. Like even when I first moved here yeah. four years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. So stuff like that, and even more really the state of Tennessee is so weird because you have Nashville. Um, kind of, then you have Memphis and then you kind of have everywhere else in the sense of, I won't get into politics or anything, but like just the way of thinking, Mm -hmm. um, which is more rural. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, it, it, it causes a lot of limitations and a lot of aspects. Um, like I said, it will, but it's just definitely trying to add those touches of culture and everything. And then having, uh, the empathy for those people and people trying to understand and work, work together with them
2: obviously we know how much the city continues to grow and with that growth um you know the diversity uh is going to come along with it uh i think it's kind of inevitable and really it's up to nashville to embrace that
0: yeah, absolutely
2: you know honestly like 10 to 20 years from now i see it being like a huge entertainment hub you know for like everything not just music you know what i mean uh because i think the resources are here in the next ten years, twenty years, dude, you're going to be like one of the most influential designers. I, I promise you can you can write that down.
0: I mean, I how <laughs> uh, that is a huge compliment, and like I greatly appreciate that. I mean, I hope you're right. Um, you heard I'm it here just... first
2: <laughs> <laughs> at the Thieves of Nashville podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I am. Uh, I'm just trying to help, man.
2: Like Broadway is known for like honky tonks and country music, and now we're going to have like the African American Music Museum. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's you know, that's, no, it is. That's the verse right there. It's like
0: necessary.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's yeah, this idea
0: of being music city, not country music city. So I'm yeah, like, you know the thing that's really interesting though, and I I'm really excited and interested to see what happens over the couple the next twenty years or so. Being in some studios, interning and being a part part of uh, some bigger projects, just as an intern or assistant, there is, and then being outside of that and more smaller. Projects that are involved with like rock and like hip hop music, people may disagree with this, but there is such a system to country music and some of these A list musicians in town and the processes that go along with that. I'm excited to see how that you Zach you mentioned like entertainment hub in the future. I'm excited to see how those tr- I wouldn't say traditions but ways of working mm-hmm. when you have a hip hop artist or whatever, then it gets more exposed to that in the way of being able to try to execute there's such you're... a there's just such like a plan and a process that i think other in it's not it's yes in nashville but also different types of music and i think outside of nashville too um how the industry um and it's not just music but particularly music in nashville um i think those processes they are applied to some other worlds mm-hmm. can turn nashville into an even bigger like music mega center yeah
1: is that what you meant by those like processes and systems is that it's it's not a bad thing to be insular but you're saying you could you could take that kind of machine and extrapolate it to a different industry
0: exactly exactly and even in the same industry because the thing is like a hip-hop like even at the highest level the processes within like if you're talking hip-hop those processes and the way work is done is very different than how Taylor Swift is recording her record. Mm -hmm. She's not even, I don't know, last song she recorded here, but if people would be able to like facilitate or help facilitate, oh, Zach, you need the help with like licensing this or you don't have any like working knowledge how this works. Cool, like let's get this done. It's like, oh, wait, you need this? Like, yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I think Nashville has a like the the ability to be a place like that to where, like it's already, I know so many different like bigger musicians um, that like, like their tour their bands are like here in Nashville and you have engineers that are engineering like so many different records that of of different genres outside of country that that are here millions um, and
1: millions
2: of dollars
0: millions of industry yeah
2: i've noticed um a lot of artists coming from LA uh to come right here yeah uh so i think that maybe that's something that Nashville has that is uh unique to its style is the way that they bring people together, you know, different writing camps or yeah, for sure. Um, an example is I went to the her concert. Yep, she played marathon a couple weeks back, a month back or so, and she had said that she loved Nashville and that she had been coming to write here for years. And uh, you know, that kind of caught me by surprise. But I've I've run into other pop artists, uh, you know, that I've met that are out here to write.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of big artists and a lot of big writers that come here to write, like. Now, when I, when I worked at ASCAP, we'd hear all the time about people that are in town or different things of, you know, John Legend, this, that, M- Mariah Carey. Like, they're just coming here to write mm-hmm. and like, you know, have these other writers write songs for them or write, co-write with them. Um, just because it's a, it's definitely the writing epicenter. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Whether if it's the music you like or not. Oh, not necessarily my taste but it is the writing epicenter for sure yeah
2: they're making country music here but they're writing all kinds of music here. yeah for sure um i was with a couple of managers uh last week and one uh, works in hip-hop and the other one works in country music and um the guy in country said that when they sign an artist that that they basically make them write for a year. Uh, they don't get to put music out, really. They just write and go through processes, you know, to kind of, I guess, sharpen that sword and get better at it. And um,
1: That's refreshing to hear,
2: man. Yeah. Like, and,
1: that they actually take time to develop an artist like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, I ended up asking the other manager, I was like, you know, is that a way that you all work? And, and he said his exact words to me was like, I think that that is something that is unique to country
0: music, you know,
2: that yeah. we don't. We don't necessarily do that.
0: Yeah, don't also don't take that like I don't know. I'm not speaking to that person or whatever. But yeah. I've also heard more stories of people that get screwed that way as well. There's also a money game there too. Yeah, especially you get signed as an artist or if they have publishing or whatever. Mm-hmm. There is there's so many stories where it's just it's kind of sad. Yeah, um and people are doing things they don't want to do, um, or getting tied to things they don't want to do, and then they don't even know what they're doing anymore from an artistic standpoint or whatever. And yeah. Like then what, then, then you don't,
2: then you don't get to put your music out. You no. Know? Yeah. Or
0: you could just <laughs> write or you could write for a year and then be like, Oh, okay, cool. Like let's have you write like some more and you're going to write this type of song or we want you to write, we'll right. We want you to work with Zach who's doing this and yeah. uh, see what you guys come up with. And maybe, yeah. you may have be writing nothing even remotely close to what I want to write with or mm-hmm. what yep. I want to write. And you get in these situations where you're like, why am I here? (laughs) Like, and more times than not, it's just to like get a check or to like make a living. I mean, it's, there's like a balance of when you get that gig or you get that role or you get that job where you're, you know, it's doing exactly what you want to do, but then there's a balance of being able to keep the integrity of like who you are and what you want to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be lost in some of those decisions.
2: Yeah unfortunately unfortunately yep. i think that uh i always say like i'm just passionate about people man like getting to know different people all walks of life and uh i enjoy being able to like recognize a talent in one person and a talent in another person and like yep. knowing that you no know, that they will complement one another you know what yep, i mean for sure
1: <clears throat> to your point zach about putting different people together and to your point to sean about uh the one of the themes of your, your project of togetherness I think that interdisciplinary, you know, nature is the best. Because when you have two things that are very different, when you put them together, you come up with a hybrid that's better exactly. than either one of those things on its own. Exactly. And this just crossed my mind, too. But maybe the reason that Nashville and the country music industry has that formula and that machine down is because this is kind of the prop, maybe ground zero. For the recording industry in the entire U.S., I mean, I can make a pretty straight-faced argument that this is it, and 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 that's just the natural maturity of the industry.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. Processes, labels, which you said earlier about the forming a hybrid or bringing two things together, two people or two different ideas together. I mean, I think that's what we like need more to the point of like what I'm talking about togetherness. But the pro, I think the biggest problem we have. In the world is a lack of empathy. So it is the idea of you can say that, like, let's bring these two people together, bring these two worlds together, but those two worlds don't have the empathy to understand why that, why this person or why this person is going through this or what they've been through or whatever. And the lack of trying to understand each other to grow mm-hmm. that's to me, that's the biggest issue. And it, and it ties through. Literally everything that I can think of.
1: Yeah, and complementary to that, narcissism is higher than ever. I was about I to say egos. Yeah, yeah egos every, can get in the way. Everyone is is wrapped up in in what they're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because if you if you have an ego or n- narcissist, whatever, like you're about yourself. It's like you're whatever you're doing. You're only worried about the things that affect you. Mm-hmm. Getting outside of that to figure out why these people are complaining about this or protesting about this or living in these conditions, or living here, not living there, or whatever the case is, it's a lack of having the empathy for those other people. Even if it's the most radical, out-of-the-box idea in anything, if it's creative, political, whatever, I'm always trying to understand why these people are saying the things they're doing, or whatever it is, it comes back to the, the, the empathy of trying to relate, not to relate, or just to understand of what someone's thinking or someone's going through and why and why they're feeling that way exactly Mm -hmm.
1: so you mentioned like uh you have uh abilities in like audio engineering and graphic design and photography that's got to be helpful when you're uh pitching to clients or to get business because they can you're a one-stop
0: shop yeah absolutely i think so It's very helpful. It's more helpful now than it was uh, four years ago. So I worked at ASCAP, um, a performing rights organization with music here. Um, And I left there in 2015. I began in 2015 and I'd been working on my own business for a few years. Wasn't active, wasn't official business, uh, but it was from when I was in school. And during that time at ASCAP, that's when I started developing some of these skills, like photography and different stuff, and dabbling into different things. And I became I'm much better than I was then. But it's still at the time like I can I could I could execute to a certain extent to a high level. But at that time, as a 23, 24 year old, um, it was hard to get some of the meetings I got. For someone to understand, with me working with my me myself or a couple other people, it was hard for one person to understand how one person could could carry out a project or carry out an idea. Um, but more recently, um, it's definitely more of a benefit. Uh, there's not as much of those uphill battles just because I have a little bit more experience. I have more to speak to, speak towards. Uh,
1: you mentioned, you know. Uh getting funding for this project that's coming up, Mm -hmm. whatever money's always an issue. But my question is, have you, this may or may not make it on the show, but have you looked into like getting grants from either
0: artists, you know, organizations or nonprofits, things like that? I'm working on grants right now. Uh, I mentioned earlier, like the few things in the works that are, um, that could help that may maybe happen sooner or later. Yeah. Um, I'm in the process of, um, with the arts and business council here in Nashville, Uh, working on fiscal sponsorship, which doesn't give me money off the bat, but it can allow for more funding and basically it acts as a proxy for a 501c nonprofit. So then instead of me going through the works of trying to figure out money by myself or whatever, um, I can then ask people for money and, Zach, if you give me a dollar, then it's then tax deductible and all the different things. Um, Right. So that's a process um that actually once I met with the arts and business council made a lot of sense. But also at the same time, for the scale that I'm trying to do the project may not make sense. Um there's some other opportunities that I'm also involved in with grants and different things. Um Is it constraining? Like do they yeah, give you
1: they give you certain parameters where like oh,
0: you can't get too weird or things like that? There it's not in that sense. It's more of the there's a lot of things you know earlier when I was talking about like processes and People can learn from that. This is a a thing in a lane where people, I feel like, don't take advantage of enough. I agree. But in my standpoint, I'm very much a planner and organized and trying to do these things. My example why I said this may not be an option for me with fiscal sponsorship is the constraints that there are is a sense of there's a separate bank account and then they over that bank account. And then if you write me a check for – if you want to give me a dollar – that legally has to go to them first and then I got to be like, oh, I need to buy this paper. Okay, cool. We'll send you a check or we'll do this. And there's a whole process for all that in um, communication. You got to pay them. You have to pay them a fee too, um, which I think I really feel like there needs to be a lot more money involved before that's a thing uh, because there's a certain percentage and then it's like, is it worth giving them a thousand dollars to do this is it um, worth it right yeah um when and i i think it can be worth it for a lot of people me myself um the the boat i'm in right now is why don't i come up with my own strategy which i've come up with and already have a proposal and all these things where business partners family friends different things like that why can i present the strategy and plan and the proposal that i've already put together just, just from a just from me Mm-hmm. trying to, like, have it as a...
1: To private investors or yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of, like, where I'm at right now. But, um but yeah, definitely. And there's a few, like I said, there's a few other grant things that I didn't have to be a nonprofit or anything that hopefully um, we'll get some feedback from.
1: Uh, lastly, sure. how close have you gotten to Kim Kardashian West?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Very close. <laughs> no. Um, um yeah, well, right on that right on that, um, speaking of the business that I had, uh there for two years. Um, probably the biggest project that I had out of that was working with a business called Hype Energy, um and another PR firm from New York called PR Revolution, um, which got me to work with Kim Kardashian West, uh Craig David um a few other people um that were ambassadors of hype energy um yeah and i <laughs> i got to um yeah literally go onto the tarmac to G5 and and photograph and also get um Kim off the plane Craig David and kind of follow them around for a day and create um but yeah just create content and came up with a few other things um so i got to follow her around for i guess more than follow around but be there uh, for like a full day which was at the time, um, I mean, it would still be crazy, but I showed up to meet uh, to meet the the business um, and some people that were organizing this in the PR firm. And at that time, like I said earlier, like 23, 24 people were trying to grasp, like, how how am I going to carry out this thing? And this was a situation where they believed in me and thought that I was going to be able to do everything. But in the back of my head, I was like, oh, no like what what am i doing what am i getting into <laughs> yeah i mean i showed up to the meeting and then it's like yeah you're so you're going to show up to um BNA you're not going to the normal airport you're going to go over here you're going to be on the tarmac and you're going to be meeting uh man i forget the bodyguard's name It was already raiding right here like it was it was just wild it was just wild and like going through that and they were like he was um Pascal Pascal yeah Pascal yeah this dude um which side note was the guy that was in paris when she got robbed so um <laughs> but yeah I show up and he's just like he's like let me make an air call to make sure if pictures are okay I was like an air call like what like you're just going to call up to the plane okay cool also it was a, a probably a, a really one of the biggest experiences I had that was there wasn't a whole lot of direction and it was me just being like this is what I'm doing and I'm sh- this is this and then
1: That's got to be awesome though for someone who like you is just generally creative and and with respect to design and concept and things
0: yeah yeah absolutely and um it wasn't so much it what there was like the creative openness and not really much of direction but it was more so just like the logistics of being like oh yeah you're gonna show up to the airport and everything's taken care of but it's not like a here's your pass, here's this you're gonna get there you're gonna talk to Lindsay, she's gonna help you with this but it was just like you're doing this do it and like yeah. figuring stuff out yeah. which i think has helped me there's been a couple examples of that that like have just been able to like help me i think turn into being able to like lead in a lot of examples um and that's definitely one of them that was at the t- it was scary but then it's like i learned a lot from it
1: after that you probably feel like you can accept or turn down almost any opportunity now uh i wouldn't say that <laughs>
0: at, by any means <laughs> um uh-uh.
1: 'Cause if uh, I did that, I'd be like, oh, someone else wants to do another project. Oh, man, you know who I work with? Forget that.
0: Yeah. We'll see at the time. Ton- well, I, I was you, just, you know, you can't be like that, but uh, yeah, for sure. The thing was, as a small business at the time when I was doing that, it was the thing, and this happened, this is human nature. That was my biggest client at that point. I uh, did that and I had a little bit more extra money and I was like, Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't need to like cause I'm like cold calling people, cold emailing people prospecting clients keeping in contact with potential clients all that and that stuff happens and you lose the grind from that aspect so that was also another really good example of where i figured out like the switch has to stay on like there's a balance there's a balance of everything um but you got to turn like you got to keep it turned on or else it's just you you lose sight um of where you're going and you get yourself in some trouble
2: I guess yeah. Let's wrap it up. Do You want to uh, plug your socials, plug uh, your portfolio, portfolio.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can follow me on, find me on uh, Instagram at Deshaun O D E S H A W N O. My personal website's deshaun.co, dot co. That's C O.
2: You can also see all of his work at Stay underscore underscore Rooted.
0: That's right.
2: Shout out to Jamie and the guys at Rooted. Uh, obviously, previous previous episode but man thank you for being here we're we're glad to have you on and uh, absolutely thanks for having me look forward to seeing everything that you accomplish in the future
0: yeah yeah, for sure thanks for for the time man follow us Yeah, yeah let's hey let's uh let's do something like after i do this project and like talk through that i would love to do that
2: yeah yeah
1: follow up uh, like circle back around after that'd yeah be dope
0: just to kind of just talk through that i think that'd be dope yeah. just to kind of accept the concept of like yeah here's this gibberish now or whatever blah 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 talking about ideas yeah, give yeah. you a chance to explain it and everything yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i appreciate y'all
2: go ahead and plug us in ryan appreciate you uh thanks for
1: listening everybody tell a friend tell your folks about thieves of nashville we'll see you next
2: week like subscribe and leave some comments all right cool thank you peace
1: uh. I got something for sale, just be my clientele Don't miss your chance, baby. It's jumping off the scale. I'm just a daydreamer, got what you need